1: Uh, Keith, I've got a perfect game one scenario for you. OK, uh, you saw how important starting pitching was to teams that advanced from the wild card round. I think it's throwback. I think it's back to the future for game one. I think it's Garrett Cole for seven. Jonathan Wisega for two. If you can make that script happen, I think that's the best way for the Yankees to go moving forward here.
0: I just need a Garrett Cole complete game shutout and Esther Cortez complete <laughs> game shutout. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I didn't feel
1: going that far back. Come on now. Be <laughs> realistic here. No,
0: I don't I don't know. What I will say is uh the Yankees have more than enough to do what they have. Not uh underestimating the Guardians, but they won that series scoring three runs yeah. in 24 innings. So
1: On home Uh, runs, by the way, let's remember, okay? Yeah, and a team team that doesn't hit home
0: runs. I watched that series closely. I was scouting them. I'm like, all right, let's see what Cleveland's got. And, uh, you know, they were early games. They were cold games. But uh, they don't scare me too much. I think uh, one thing that I took from this wild card round, you need that long ball in October. And I know a few guys on the New York Yankees that can hit it out.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really that's what it's about. I mean, you know, it, it showed in almost every series uh, that you saw already how big the home run ball plays. Um, and and Cleveland a big part of it. You know, you're know, trying to keep them. It, it's because they're a contact team, right? And the Rays had a lot of strikeout pitchers working. So did so did Cleveland. I I'm curious how the matchup's going to go, and we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I have let's go back to the rotation. You mentioned Cole Cortez games one and two. Severino was pitching game three. Um, I don't know where it leaves Tyone and Herman if if you need both of them on the roster and the roster won't be set until Tuesday. I don't know if you need all five starting pitchers, but um, I feel like that's still the best. I have no arguments with the way they line that up. Cole Cortez Severino is exactly how I would have done. it.
0: It's it's what I expected. I know we uh, stirred the pot or me personally. For over a month, I've been stirring the Nestor Cortez game one starter pot. Like, hey, maybe there's a chance. And uh, we heard so much about how people were lining up their arms for this past weekend. Like, can I, can I speak on that for a second? I know there was strategy. I know there were some teams anticipating being in the DS and lining up, uh, you know, one of their better starters for the DS. But when I looked at this tournament, this three-game series, which you play three-game series in baseball all year. Mm-hmm. you can sweep a series in two games easily. Why don't you line up number one and two, no matter what? Cause if you win game one, you're trying to eliminate the team game two with your best two guys. If you lose game one, you're trying to survive and not be eliminated game two. I really didn't see any strategy about planning ahead. You can't plan ahead. You have to win and yeah. then you can yeah. start planning ahead. So I, I love that the Yankees just bypass this wild card. I hate the wild card. I've been <laughs> the wild card games uh, when it was obviously the single elimination I'm glad that they get to go into this five game series and uh, we'll see how they they do. And I think they'll be fine. I feel I feel like with Herman and, and Tyone, if those guys are pitching, we're in trouble, right? Those guys I think are the piggyback guys. Those are the two starters that you you bring in if one of the starters were to struggle.
1: Yeah, and Herman can be occupy more of a long relief role, not necessarily the emergency ripcord thing, but um, you know, for the for the Cortez should be starting over Cole crowd. Um, I, I will just leave you with this. Let's say you lose game one. Who would you feel more confident in starting game two if you lose game one, Cole or Cortez? Uh, listen, you gave Garrett Cole a lot of money to start games like this, OK? And it's, David Cohn talked to me about this uh, during the rain delay uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, in the Red Sox game. Is like, listen, you know, this is a guy – the more opportunities you get – the greater the chance you have to be successful, and giving you know, you you come here for the opportunities, and sometimes you're going, you you know you're not going to succeed, but giving the ball in game one because that's what you're supposed to do, but if you lose game one, by for whatever reason, Cortez in game two is a pretty nice safety uh, safety valve,
0: and it, it's such a switch up, right? You go to the lefty, you go to the low arm slot, the uh, uh, different leg kicks, it's just a you know a different plan of attack. When you go from Cole to Cortez, and hey, let's say you you lose the first two, which I don't expect, then you got Sevy going out there, coming off of his no hit bid. You got Sevy who's fired up more than ever after being on that sixty day IL. That's the guy that you're gonna ride and die with to uh, stave off elimination. I, I think that's the term. I'm I'm happy with how it's it's gonna set up. We have to survive Garrett Cole in game one, and I think there's a good chance the Yankees will.
1: It's listen, it's if there's one hitter for Cole to worry about, it's Jose Ramirez. Uh, Jose Ramirez has done well against him in the past, he's it's clearly the most dangerous hitter in the Cleveland lineup. You saw the long ball in game one of that Tampa Bay series that was the difference maker, uh, for Cleveland in the game one victory. you know, I hate to say that nobody else worries you because that's the part about October. Sometimes you just don't know who's, you know, Trent Grisham could come up and worry you. Um, Church but, and Profar. Right. I mean, anybody, right? Um Oscar Gonzalez. But Oscar Gonzalez I off feel quarter. like Jose Ramirez is the guy that if – you know, It's like Toronto. It's like, it was like the game earlier this year where Cole pitched against Toronto. He dominated eight other hitters. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit two home runs against him. Dominated everybody else and it was a pretty good lineup. It's kind of the same thing for me, Keith, against, um, against Cleveland here. He's got to make sure that Jose Ramirez stays in the park, and I think he can get everybody else.
0: Yeah, I think it's about Cole mentally, right? We know what type of stuff he has, but he mentally cannot self-destruct. Right. He mentally can't know that he's facing their MVP, whether it's a Vladdy or a Devers or a Jose Ramirez. He can't, you know, or a Shohei Ohtani. We've seen all of this. (laughs) We we can't have Garrett Cole, uh, Garrett Cole versus their best guy fold. He can't crumble in the biggest moments. He has to be able to retire those guys. And he also can't let the bottom of the order kill him either. Uh, I think he's got to have the right plan of attack. Uh, I expect it to be him and Trevino. And I think that they'll have mm-hmm. a good game plan, and uh, I like fingers crossed. I, I expect him to give up a couple bombs. We saw some aces give up home runs this weekend. Absolutely. It is what it is. Yes. They're not they're not perfect, and there are good guys in that batter's box with their seasons on the line too. That's why I say we have to survive it. I will not be surprised if Garrett Cole gives up a couple bombs in Yankee Stadium, but the Yankees will have to hit and overcome it. And we've seen them do that all year. So here we go.
1: Yeah, and I think it's an important point about October baseball. You know, home runs play. Home runs are good and they play. Uh, this is, you know, you saw how hard. I mean, just look at that Cleveland Tampa Bay series. You saw how hard it was to put even a couple of singles on the board. Um, and the home runs are what scored for both teams. Uh, keeping the guys in the yard, you know, and, and really from most of the year, Keith, it was about the Yankees hitting home runs and not giving up as many home runs. This is how you win. I I understand it's not the old fashioned type of ball. And sometimes you get bat on the ball stuff like San Diego did or like the Phillies did. um, But it's still mostly um, home runs are going to win you games. And Cleveland found that out the other day.
0: Can we go back to call me Joe's comment? Maybe Ryan can put it back on the uh, screen. Are, are we worried that Cleveland is warmed up after playing in the wild card and we could be cold with, a longer break. They played in Ohio. It's cold there, and they look pretty cold to me. I already mentioned they played 24 innings and scored three runs. Well, 21 of those innings were scoreless, I believe, or uh, 20, 22 of them were scoreless, yeah. I believe, because. That first game, it was just the sixth inning, and the second game, it was the 15th inning, the bottom yeah. of the 15th, the top and bottom of the, of the sixth in the first game. So talk about being cold. I think they're still cold. I don't think that they really, you know, they played a long time, yeah. but it wasn't like they played good baseball over a long time. It wasn't like we're looking at them like we're looking at the Mariners. I think the Mariners are warmed up. I think the Mariners are ready to go. I think the Mariners are ready to put bat to ball and throw innings. Um, I'm not really so worried about this uh, layoff or this time off, the the Yankees have been doing their workout days. The Yankees, I think, are going to be better for having the rest, right? They had a few guys, like Matt Carpenter gets an extra week to ice up or stem or do whatever he's doing, and uh, the Yankees have the opportunity to come in at home fully rested, ready to go, don't have to travel. We were rooting for them to play. I was saying, I don't care if you play 18 innings Saturday, burn the whole bullpen, use every arm you
1: have, go for it. And you were rooting for um, for Tampa Bay to win that game, weren't you? Yes, ya? I was. Make it go free. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price.
0: Go to your happy price, price line.
1: Yeah, I, I think um I, I think it's a great point that okay they played two games, but what did they do? They didn't hit that really at all in those two games, you know, uh outside of two home runs. So there's there's not um a lot of Uh, angst over facing a team that just came in, maybe saying scoring like eight or 10 runs in each of their games. And, and then you're coming in here. Uh, I think the, I think the better thing for the Yankees is you're not facing their, you know, Bieber or McKenzie in games one or two. And that's the other advantage that you're talking about. Okay. A team might have an advantage by playing and playing well and getting a little momentum, but they're coming in with at best their third starter. And that's a huge advantage to every team that had the buy.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say, like this wild card round, it gets tricky. And the fact that we were locked out in the wild card round gets sandwiched between the final Wednesday of the season and then the DS. I like our chances. I've I've already liked our chances, but the way that it's set up, where we play two games at home, and we're not facing their one and two, and we mm-hmm. have our one and two must win games, in my opinion. And also the environment. Progressive field is not Yankee Stadium. Ohio is not New York City. There were some empty seats in Ohio. There were some people that left early because 15 innings in the cold is not it. (laughs) Um, I, I just know what Yankee Stadium is like. I've been in there for the postseason. It's been three years since we've had postseason baseball in the Bronx. It doesn't matter if it's Tuesday club going up on a Tuesday, they are going to be in the Bronx zoo. And if they're not ready for that, like they weren't ready in the beginning of the year where, um, you know, they had, uh, I can't think of his name now climbing the wall in center miles, straw, yeah, miles straw, yeah, miles, straw climbing the wall. And, uh, And Stephen Kwan running into the wall or not being like, it's going to be a lot on top of them if they're not ready to go Tuesday and Thursday. And the Yankees know what that is. You know, John Carlos Stanton came out and said, as soon as the anthem's over, it's the best environment in baseball. Yeah. Home field advantage for real. So let's go. I'll see y'all there.
1: I think uh, I think it's intriguing to see how they come out offensively, because we've talked about, you know, the Yankees having this layoff. And some different issues. You know, Aaron Judge had the monster season. It was a quiet finish because of how he was being pitched to. I wonder if this is how Cleveland goes after him again, saying, okay, let Glaber Torres beat you, let Giancarlo Stanton beat you. Don't let Aaron Judge beat you. I mean, we've already talked about like what the what the Yankee strategy should be against Jose Ramirez. I wonder if Cleveland's gonna do the same thing here, Keith.
0: Judge is gonna be leading off. Uh, I think. <laughs> If anyone is smart, I was watching Chris Young on MLB Network and he's like, after the season judge put together, no one is going to let him beat them in October. They're going to walk him. They're not going to pitch to him. They're not going to give him anything to hit. After the season that he just put together, you would be fools to go and try and challenge him in October. You know, he has shown if you throw the ball in the zone, he's going to hit it out. He's going to make you pay. So yes, it is going to be about the guys around him. I need a big run out of Anthony Rizzo. Josh Donaldson, if you have anything left, we need it now. We need to see it now. John Carlos Stanton, this is supposed to be your time of the year. You had a couple home runs these last few weeks that were big. We need that too. Glaber Torres, we've seen postseason Glaber and we started to see it in the late uh, ends of the second half. He slumped a little bit and then he came alive. I'm excited for the Yankees. A pinch hit from Matt Carpenter. We saw that. I saw Juan Yepes come in for the Cardinals. I know it didn't uh, end up helping them win but they took a 2-0 yeah. lead off a pinch hit uh mm-hmm. home run and that was giving me flashes like hey that could be Matt Carpenter in a big exactly. spot it yes. can't be just Judge us. he carried us this far he helped the Yankees get a first round bye but now it's about the entire team and we saw as it got weird in these last couple of weeks chasing 61 and 62 the rest of the team rose to the occasion Oswaldo Cabrera hitting the ball out uh Harrison Bader being a spark plug It's about everybody else around him getting it done, and I think they will.
1: You're listening to BXB. It's the Yankees podcast, Bronx baseball from Odyssey, WFAN. He's Keith McPherson. I'm Sweeney Murdy. We're previewing Yankees and Guardians game one coming up Tuesday night at Yankee Stadium in the ALDS. It is a best of five series Tuesday and Thursday, games one and two with a Wednesday off day in between. That creates a little bit of a different scenario, too. Um, our first special guest had some technical problems. Keith, this happens. We're only on episode 10, I believe, <laughs> right? But our second one is coming. Coming and i i will we'll just keep going and hopefully um this is uh, this is what happens when you're going live and you don't have time to figure it out you just keep moving on and we're going to keep doing that hopefully in about 10 minutes we'll have number 2 who we'll end up being number one and uh we'll get that together uh but want to remind you to subscribe and follow and leave reviews and tell everybody how much you like us and uh, pass it on to your friends uh Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can catch us all throughout this Yankees postseason. Keith, the youngest team in Major League Baseball, I can't tell you how many times we heard that over the course of those two games against Tampa Bay, that the Guardians are the youngest team, that the youngest team, it could work two ways. Okay, maybe they don't know where they are on Tuesday night with 47,000 screaming Yankees fans, or it could be like, oh, wow, this is what it's like, huh?
0: they're going to know they're baseball fans and I watch them like they have a I can't remember his name now uh they have a guy that's playing that played a lot of this year in I think he was dh'ing for them they have a guy that that was playing in triple a who's getting quality at bats left handed left handed bat I can't think of his name now of course but they're baseball guys. They had they did play here earlier in, in the year, mm-hmm. and we didn't forget. I was telling people on Twitter, "Hey, we need some guys showing up in the left field bleachers dressed as Spider Man." The fans were chanting Spider Man, Spider Man at miles strong <laughs> climbing a, the wall. But,
1: but like, what they did in right center at the end of the game was wrong too. Like, what, uh, yeah, what, what well, yeah, what ended up
0: coming out of like two o two, the beer cans being thrown—that's is that's not the bleacher creatures at all. None of us would. Even think about throwing something on the field. That's how you get banned for life. And we love the stadium too much. Uh, clean that up. I, I hope to not see any of that. But I clearly could tell that the Yankees fans were in their heads. That's why I said it is not progressive field. It is not Ohio. This is the main stage. Mm-hmm. And these young guys that some of them were playing in AAA this year, when they get in there and they see how it's rocking and the lights are flickering and the fans are like not taking a single pitch off, you're hearing it in the outfield the entire game. Welcome to the jungle. And that is part of the Yankees' advantage. That is part of what makes Yankee Stadium a special place in October. Ghosts will be activated, and let's see if they can play. We saw – I'll always remember this. DJ LeMay, you dropped a pop-up in 2019, and 2019 was a year that he was looking like an MVP. Mm-hmm. And he said in the post-game, yeah, actually, like, the lights were brighter. Like, that had – he needed that to happen so he could get in the game. He dropped the – I think he was playing first. Uh, and he dropped the popover. Maybe he's playing second. I remember he was on the left side of, of the infield. And and you didn't expect that to happen. But that's the type of things that can happen in there because it's a raucous environment. So let's go. I'm I'm so excited to see it. I've been to 40 plus games this year. I've been dreaming of October baseball since game four of the ALCS in 2019. I don't think I went to game five when Hicks uh, hit the home run. It, it's time to bring it back.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think everybody's looking forward to it. The extra little layoff here is kind of interesting. Um, I think for fans too, Keith. Right? Like you had you had five days to sit and watch everybody else and say, "Hey, now it's our turn." And the weather's getting a little bit crisper. You know, uh, it, it's just yeah. I mean, break out the hoodies, break out the hats. Uh, remember, and if you're going to the games, they are both seven thirty starts on Tuesday and Thursday. With gates opening at 5 o'clock. We have coverage all day on WFAN. And our official pregame, I believe, would be 6.55 with John and Susan. Keith will tell you something cool. And uh, we'll get ourselves going and uh, wrap everything up with postgame coverage on FAN as well. Tuesday, game one. Thursday, game two. That Wednesday off day, this goes back to my script for game one, Keith. Because if you can get Cole as far as he can go, and the is good for two innings, let's say, that leaves you with a full cupboard for Thursday's game two and an off day after that. Games three, four, and five are consecutive without a travel day, without a day off. But you have the ability, if you have some issues in the bullpen, like the Yankees kind of do, you have the ability to really lock down those first two games the way the, uh, the off day schedule lines up.